We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our gut talk. talk. So we've opened up about Jill's recent gut health issues, but haven't given you the follow-up quite yet. But there, in fact, has been a supplement that Jill has been using on top of changing various lifestyle and diet factors. The supplement is Butyrate, produced by a company, Body Bio, a high-quality supplement brand that we trust. They are backed by science, and every supplement is, in fact, third-party tested, which you know we love to see. More on butyrate, it is a postbiotic, short-chain fatty acid. It's naturally occurring, but difficult for the body to make with the modern Western diet. Specifically, it's a byproduct of prebiotics and probiotics, which we all know is important to building a strong gut microbiome. Butyrate is incredibly anti-inflammatory and specifically nourishes colonocytes, aka the cell barrier of our gut lining, Within a week of starting on butyrate, their typical customer feedback is less bloating, less irritation, better bowel movements, yes, and a general sense of a happy gut, which Jill can absolutely attest to. Jill started with one capsule with each meal and then worked up to two. And the reality is, it's like, I don't really remember to take supplements. It's not my jam. Jenna has to remind me with sticky notes. Mm -hmm. I remember to take my butyrate. Every single time I even bring it in my purse when we go out to eat because I feel so much better. And when I was at my most inflamed state, I literally felt nauseous all the time. And it was my literal lifeline. I scream about this product and I am really happy that we found them. Yes, we love it. So you can go to bodybio.com to check out the butyrate and to view the other high quality supplements that BodyBio offers. And if you want 20% off, we have a code GTG20. To try it out, we will include it in the show notes. You guys know I don't scream about many things. I scream for butyrate. Woo! Hello, Jenna. Hey, Jilly. Talk about cringe. (laughs) How are we this week? I'm doing great as always. How are you? Well, it's kind of weird because Jenna prepped this podcast episode and I I don't really know what we're talking about. I mean, I I know generally a theme, but Mm -hmm. before Jenna gets into her actual gut health knowledge, a little Duke dog update for you because I feel like we always have a really good one. And um, so we live in a high rise apartment complex and Jenna and I scream (laughs) about needing natural light. So we have these like wonderful floor to ceiling windows. We always have all the blinds open. And uh, last week, they came around and they did the guys like with the ropes that were, you know, flying all around cleaning the windows. Well, Duke, of course, naturally would have no idea that this was happening. And he was <laughs> sitting on the couch and my very well potty trained dog that never has accidents <laughs> pissed himself, started on the couch. As he ran away, the Pedro followed him <laughs> into my room. <laughs> On my comforter. And I just think about the number of things that dogs don't understand. And one of those is window washers. I mean, the poor guy, he is mortified by wind. Anytime it's windy outside, he refuses to walk. He like scurries Mm -hmm. away. And it just like, it makes me so sad to think that my little dookie doodle is so scared of things that are just so normal and you can't reason with them. No, you can't. And I just wish you guys could see the massive pee stain we had to work out of our couch. Yep. 
but you can't blame him. No. I mean, <laughs> literally scared the piss out of him. Yep. Poor boy. So that's our little dookie dog update for you guys. We know you guys love him, so we just. I mean, feel how the could need you not? He's he literally. He's magnificent. We get he's stopped. Majestic. He's exceptional. We get stopped by people on the streets mm-hmm. in the elevators. He is the most lovable dog I've ever seen in the world. It's a true statement. And I just feel so blessed that mom stole my first dog from me, Mister Sir. AKA Sir Felifi. <laughs> um, because if not, we would have never had Duke. That's very true. So kind of still remember the day we told her and then the day we found him. It was all very serendipitous, if you will. You you just wanted to use that. Yeah, word. I did. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I don't think there's too many updates. Jen and I last time promised that we'd ask a guy when we went out on a date if he what how he feels about poop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually getting drinks with someone <laughs> yes! on Friday. Yes. So, update next time. As, uh, if, if the date happens. Yeah. You never you know, know in these crazy yeah. streets. These are the wildest streets of Austin, Texas. <laughs> I actually see a lot of TikToks of, like, girls being like, oh, my God, like, it's an impossible to date in Austin. And I just feel like it's impossible or really possible to date anywhere. And I really feel like it's your perspective. Amen. And I was actually talking with a friend today and it's like, live your best life and someone will fit into it. Like I'm on hinge because I do feel like in today's world, there's just like those extra opportunities to meet people. Right. But if it doesn't work out, like, so what? Like I want to be doing what I want to do. And if you draw away from that, like I don't want to be dating you anyway. Like we're all in our whatever age we are it's hard for everyone. Like it's, oh my God, like he ghosted me. Maybe he's like really struggling and you just didn't know, or maybe he sucks and you didn't want to be with him anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just hate the whole, like, it's impossible to date in New York city. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's impossible and very possible well, to date everywhere. It's what you make of it. Right. You right. say it's impossible. Okay. It's going to be impossible. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Jill and I have before previously in our life, we definitely been like, you know, men suck this you know dating sucks and things like that you can i mean i'm not saying all all men are perfect over here but if you have that mindset you are going to find the ones that suck right yeah if you want to date you be first of all you date yourself right but then also you have to be open to finding that person who is a good person and know that it's out there and you will i mean it's what you attract it's energy put that energy toward you know positivity rather than just having this negative outlook on it because maybe you're frustrated about it amen we're not a dating podcast, no. folks, but we like we like to dabble. And quite frankly, we have no business <laughs> giving dating advice. I just advice. observe so much that I'm like, I feel like I actually do have some business. No, that's a good point. Right. And, and I just like I'm I don't want to be in a relationship unless it's adding a shit ton. No yeah. pun intended. Pun intended. Are you kidding me? A shit ton of value to my life. Yeah, like I agree. You are my best friend. We do everything together. Mm-hmm. I don't need a partner in crime, quite <laughs> frankly. And I think about this all the time. Uh-huh. Like, could you date someone that I didn't really vibe no. with? No, 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 no. <laughs> that would not. But go my off problem, well. and probably part of the reason we're both single, is like I will literally match with a guy on Hinge, and I'm like. Would dad enjoy playing golf with him? Like, right. do you think that, do you think he would text mom and like love her as much as we do? Like, could him and Jenna like hang out without me there? And it's like, whoa, Jill, yeah. you don't even know his last right. name. He might just absolutely suck. But we're so close with our whole fam. I'm like, if you are not like making cakes with Papa Rudy, don't want you. Right. 
If you're not like chit-chatting with little meme in the kitchen, right. not here for I it. I don't want it. If you're not playing the harmonica with Papa <laughs> Al, we actually haven't even really talked about Papa Al. He like needs his own episode. Yeah. He's our other grandpa, the one that doesn't bake. And he also was a massive, massive, is a massive part of our life, but yeah. has been just such a impactful human. And he's freaking hysterical and he had a harmonica business at one point in his life yeah where he created this attachment to the harmonica so that way people who don't know how to play the harmonica could like read sheet music really easily but he Genius. is an, an, he's an inventor an, if you will i mean he's before his time um but he um is just like one of a kind everyone finds him hysterical so one day we'll talk about him but papa al like if he really likes you he will find a way to work in how he plays the harmonica and then play for you. And then he will give you Mm -hmm. one of his own harmonicas. Z-Birds. Z-Bird one, two, threes, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how you know you've really made it. And a lot of my good friends from college who came home, they have harmonicas as well. We love it. Yeah. So. Cool. What are we talking about today? Okay. Well, I was asked, we were asked, I did a question box of on Instagram on Instagram and this is something I've always wanted to you know know, do a podcast about it and we talk about it often but I want to make it very specific to this one and the question simply was what are some must do's for those starting a gut health journey okay okay so let's break it down yeah I love that yeah because I, I think a lot of people like it's like if you I think back to three years ago when we didn't have any clue about gut health mm-hmm. And the most simple things mm-hmm. absolutely shocked me. Yeah. So this is like super low hanging fruit that everyone should be able to accomplish or like make the change if if that's your choice. Yeah. And it's I think perhaps you guys might be expecting something that it's not going to be, but you'll hear it out in a second. And I mean it in the way of I recently saw someone just it was shared with me like uh what should i do to help my gut health first things and it was like drink water has helped me drinking a gallon okay awesome yes you do need to be drinking water but if you have gut issues a gallon of water really isn't your priority over here yeah we need to drink liquids i think a gallon of plain water with no electrolytes in it a little wild if you will so i want to get deeper into the mindset. And of course, we're going to talk about diet in a second, but I want to get really specific on why you are having gut issues in the first place, right? Because Jill and I can both attest that our mindset and our stress levels are a very large reason as to why we struggled in the first place, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so that compiled with, and we've talked about this before, but like the amount of medication we had when we were little, like the fact that we had chronic ear infections, the fact that we were maybe eating things that was irritating our gut and we didn't even know, mm-hmm. but absolutely like we were worry, worrier kids, worrier. We worried a lot mm-hmm. and it's not because our parents made us. It's just like, that's who we were like naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is to get your mindset right. Right. Because right now you might be really struggling. You might be in this state of panic. You might be in this state of unknown, of frustration. There's a lot of emotions that come with struggling with your gut health. Right. And what does panic and frustration and struggle do is typically it makes things worse. Right. 
So my first step is to just take a step back and recognize that what that your emotions mean something and your thoughts mean something and they will dictate the way that you proceed with getting healthier. So like an example, instead of being like, my gut health sucks, mm-hmm. you could say, I'm working towards better gut health right now because I know my body deserves that. It sounds ridiculous. And you believed this far before I did. Yep. I was like, whatever. Like, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. Even recognizing and accepting, like truly accepting the fact that your stress levels and your mindset have an actual effect on your gut, you're already taking a step forward. Like it that costs zero dollars. So I think people want to like push back, push past that because they're like, what's the supplement though? Like, what's the yep. greens powder? It's like that is a free way to just change the mindset of like, I body, I am looking to heal you. Mm-hmm. And I it is a long road, but I am working towards it because my gut is going to be healthier. Yep. And you can even use the present of it is healthy. And I know right now, probably an affirmation is not going to be the thing that's going to help you. But your mindset, I'm telling you right now, if you don't have that in check, you throw the supplements out the window, throw the food out the window. It's not going to work if your mindset is not there. And okay, Jenna, what do I do? Well, first of all, this I have one resource really quick for you to listen to. Go on YouTube and type stress is killing you. This is why and what you can do. And it's by Joe Dispenza. And it's like a 15 minute clip, just really quickly explaining what the power of your mind can do for your health or the opposite for your inability to get better or whatever it is that your goal is. I love that. I love a little YouTube, a little YouTube. Um, but you can link so many illnesses and struggles to stress, right? So Decreasing stress is absolutely going to be part of this journey, but yes, get your mindset straight. The next thing is journal. Another thing that you can do, ask yourself a few questions like, when was the last time you felt good? And journal about it or journal, what is it that I want to feel? Journal about it. Start asking yourself these questions. Why I say journal Personally, I believe it's one of the best ways to get your thoughts out, to start thinking. Um, Obviously, you can do this by just simply walking down a path and typing it if you want. You can say it to yourself, but I really think writing it out totally can help. And just journal on it. Think about it. Start recognizing these patterns that you're displaying and then start recognizing where you want to go. I think it's going to be critical for your journey and super helpful. What do you think? No, I totally agree. I've done that before. And it actually, it's when I realized that some, this sounds silly, but some lattes are what really kicks off my bloat in the morning. And so I started paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And then once that happened, then it was like, it clicked because sometimes all of a sudden you get bloated and you don't know why. And you're like, oh, but I've had that so many times before, but you didn't realize that that was kicking off your bloat or igniting your bloat every single time. And so it just helps you like put the pieces of the puzzle together. Again, it sounds silly, but once you get to that point where you can figure out your triggers, it feels so good to just like find ways to feel good all day long. It sounds again, silly, but Mm -hmm. like if you have problems with like bloat or gas or like whatever your problem is, when you're able to like eliminate that issue, it's like serendipity. Yeah. And 
sometimes it could be more than just the food. It could be, you know, an imbalance in, you know, your gut with different gut bacteria and stuff. And I don't want to get into that part right now um, or at all on this podcast because I don't think that's the must do basics. But you're right. It can absolutely be a food trigger. And that's why journaling at any time that you start to question what the heck is going on, start recognizing a pattern. Not only that, let's get into more of lifestyle. So, okay, quick lifestyle tips. First of all, you have to know that your lifestyle is way more than just like the things you do each day. Jill and I made a really big lifestyle change by moving to Texas because Virginia was no longer serving us. Can that be something that you do that could potentially really help your health? Yes. But you have to recognize that it's more than just a large move. It's the thoughts you think, it's the words that you tell yourself. If you're just sitting here again, like we said, if you're just saying that I'm sick, I don't feel good, I'm identifying with my gut issues, you're not on the right path. Let's just say that. Yeah. The right path would be to start thinking things that do put you in that position to heal. Your body is always healing. You just have to start thinking that way. It sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I love sad music. Love it. Mm-hmm. Like I have the best like emo hate the world, like life sucks for whatever reason, that's like soothing to me. And I I realized that that, like, I just had to stop kind of listening to that music because naturally I would feel sad afterward. And it's like recognizing those patterns. It sounds so ridiculous, but like I only really listen to happy music now. And although I miss some of my like sad people, um, like for instance, like, sorry, but like Chelsea Cutler, that is like rainy day vibes mm-hmm. the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And I used to just love it. And I realized I was like, okay, if I feel sad every time I listen to sad music, this is a really easy free fix. And it really changes your mood. Like one happy song before you get out of the car. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's it's your whole life. Right. Like when people say, okay, you need to change your lifestyle. Okay, what does that mean? It's everything you do. Yeah. Do you do, are you living the life that you truly want to live? I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but sleep. Yeah, that's part of lifestyle. So I started taking my seep, my seep, my sleep really seriously mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I used to be the girl that would like stay up till 2 a.m. because it was like the only time I got my like alone time, I guess. I just mm-hmm. loved staying up so late. And then I would deprive myself of sleep and then I would drink a ton of coffee and then just like be exhausted by the end of the day. But then once you get past your exhaustion, then you're like wired again, kind of. So it's this vicious pattern. So when the world shut down, it was like fun to focus on sleep. So I got a hatch alarm clock, which I literally, this is not a sponsored Mm -hmm. thing. I love my hatch. You wake up to natural light and then it basically is like waking up to the sunrise and then it plays like really soothing music. And then on top of it, like I really invested in robes. So like it's fun to wear my robe before bed. And then I do like a meditation and then I like try not to use my phone before I go to bed and I get eight hours. I wake up early, drastically changed my life. I have so much more energy during the day. I love going to sleep early. I love getting my seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. And when I wake up in the morning at 5 50 a.m i'm like buzzing yeah and that's that's the perfect example of recognizing what needs to be done and making that change and i think working with clients having this platform for the past two years i've often recognized that a lot of people know they know 
what they need to do. But they almost like ignore it. But you ignore it. You self-sabotage. You get comfortable with not doing it. Yeah. Right. We've always talked about the fact that it's like an outward relationship. Exactly. Like if when I was bloated for a while, I just kind of got used to it. And I used to self-sabotage myself and be like, screw it. If I just eat this and do that, like, I know I'll be bloated, but whatever. And I really had to sit down with myself and be like, this is not working for me. This doesn't make me happy. Right. So it's changing that pattern and our habits hard to change. Sure. But you're always making habits. You can just decide whether that's going to be a good habit or a bad habit. So this whole encompassing theme that I'm saying here is this must do is to really tune in to your lifestyle. And are you doing things that are setting you up for success, if you will? Or are you self-sabotaging, thinking bad thoughts, not in the mindset to heal? It's part of the reason that we do morning movement Mm -hmm. is because starting your day off on the right foot sets the precedent for the rest of the day. Yep. Like, of course you can turn your day around, but it's so much easier to have a good day when you start off having a good day. Exactly. So it's, it's just all of these little aspects of yes, these are must do. This is must do before you put any supplement in your mouth, because maybe one of the reasons why you are low on one of these supplement or excuse me, minerals, um, or vitamins is because you're not getting outside. You're not getting that sunshine. You're not getting enough sleep. So your body's really trying to fight other things instead of doing its normal bodily processes. Right. It's like, I always think it's so ironic about like Sundays when people have hangovers because Mm -hmm. you don't go outside. So you don't get sunlight. You got really poor sleep the night before. Like you're probably not drinking water. You're probably drinking like a soda, Mm -hmm. if not just drinking again and dehydrating yourself more. Right. Like you're not doing, you're not moving your body. You're not doing any of the things that are going to help you like get back into that good lifestyle. So it's always funny to me, like when the Sunday scaries hit, like I know some of that is like alcohol does have that little like change of effect in your brain. Right. But it's like you're literally telling your body, like I'm lazy and I'm like dying inside and like I hate the world. It's like you're giving yourself permission to feel like shit for the day. I don't know, just a little. Yeah. It's kind of like, being a hungover mind, right? Exactly. If you will, yeah. So, I'm gonna let that simmer with you guys in terms of deciding what you want to do with it. Just take that information. It's just every time we tell you things like this, these are things that we wish we would have been told when we were really struggling, or or like if we were told, we weren't told bluntly and directly. Yes. And and coupled with not believing it really, yeah, it was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like we were, of course, we knew like getting good sleep at night was important, mm-hmm. but like no one was like, hey, you're quite literally doing yourself a massive disservice by not getting quality sleep yeah, at night. Exactly. Oh, one thing I forgot that I have to shout out is yeah. I sleep with an eye mask every single night. <laughs> it's like fifty dollars. It's a silk eye mask. I take it super seriously. And she let lost me- it the other night. <laughs> I won't go to sleep without it. I will destroy and tear my room apart before right. I go to sleep without my eye mask. I have two of them now. So that problem happens less for me. Um, but I'm just saying like, that's how much I have invested in my sleep and how big of a, how like, how much of a benefit I've seen mm-hmm. by doing so. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So we've just kind of covered mindset and lifestyle and we could go down so many different rabbit holes with that, but I just want to leave you with that. Um, and now I want to move on to the importance of stomach acid. I'm really proud of you for using rabbit hole in the right way, because I feel like sometimes like when you, yeah, that was great. Thank you. Good job. Stomach acid. 
Okay, this is something that <laughs> I back to the business. Back to business. <laughs> stomach acid. So one thing that we need to know is we all need adequate stomach acid to properly break down our food. Your stomach has to be acidic to break that down so that it can then continue down the process of digestion and you could absorb it and get all the nutrients from your food that and let them do what they're supposed to do. Well, a lot of times, a lot of us have this lower stomach acid because of certain things. For example, stress, right? You're eating super fast. You're eating on the go. You're um, stressed out about life, things like that. And our, and other things can deplete stomach acid, but that's a huge one. So I feel like this isn't talked about that much. Like I feel like people right. don't really understand that you actually need stomach acid because yes. I feel like a lot of people think it's like a bad thing. Like, oh, I feel like that acidic feeling. Exactly. Like and people so it, like acid has gotten a bad name. Not not drugs, the stomach kind. Right. People with heartburn or acid reflux, they always think they have a ton of acid. They think they have too much. They actually don't have enough. Wow. So they're not properly, they're not able, the stomach acid isn't able to break down their food enough because it's not at this certain pH and therefore it's coming back up. It's that's just in its basic terms, but continuing on. Okay. Things that you can do. First of all, y'all need to breathe before you eat. How do you know if you don't have enough stomach acid? Like, what are some of the feelings? Sure. So, I mean, part of it is going to be the fact that you, it comes back up. A lot of indigestion, acid reflux, things like that. Okay. A lot of times, like, um, pathogens or H. pylori and things can kind of stick around if you're not able to properly digest. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen based upon your food not breaking down properly. So, um, but... Okay. Breathe before you eat. Just take three or four deep breaths, like set the tone, acknowledge the fact that you're about to eat your food. Just tell your body that then chew your food. I don't know how many times I need to say this to get in your head, but chewing your food, we got 99 problems. Chewing your food is going to solve at least 50 of them. Wow. Just quote me on that, please. All right. No one chews their food enough. At least most people do. We don't. I know for a fact that Jillian does not. No, I'm kidding. Um, I No, I agree. And I actually like, I'm not going to lie and say like, I always chew my food enough, Mm -hmm. but I'm at the point now where I notice when I don't and I'm like, oh boy, like I just gave my stomach such a hassle. Poor guy down there. I'm so sorry, Mr. Gut, because (laughs) I just gave you a challenge for the day. Literally, that's exactly what it is. So chew your food as much as you can. It will absolutely help the digestion process. Digestion. If you got this, here we go. Digestion. There you go. Good job. And it will, you will feel so much better doing this. Chewing your food will help the digestion process. I feel like we went through a lot there. So just to summarize that statement. Um, A big thing that I like also is apple cider vinegar in water. Um, In water. In water. Dilute it a little bit so you don't just get all this acid right down your throat. And do you eat, do you drink it before your meal? I do, yeah, about 15 minutes before, maybe a little less. Typically, it's probably right before if we're being honest for me. Um, But I'm a big fan of apple cider vinegar in your water. Um, So maybe like if you're cooking dinner, 
drink it and then start cooking dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Or while you're cooking. Right. Great idea. Thank you. Um, and perhaps right now you're someone who might need a little bit of smaller meals at the moment based on what you can handle. I mean, you really have to start gauging. That was I, something I did. I was eating too big of meals and I just felt very full and overloaded and my body felt like it couldn't digest that food fast enough. So take it slowly, but also maybe decrease your size and maybe eat more meals. I mean, that's really going to depend and I don't want to go down there. Um, but just to keep you aware that you don't have to eat like everything at once if you don't if you can't something I've been thinking about recently is Mm -hmm. like how cool our bodies are Mm -hmm. and how it actually gives us so much feedback and in our modern world today we just ignore so many signs because we're so so distracted but like if you finish eating and you're exhausted your body is like telling you whoa exactly like it's alarming you Mm -hmm. and now we call it the itis like it has its own name, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, and like on Thanksgiving, that's fine. But if you're exhausted every time you're eating, like check in. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how much feedback our body gives us. Very true. And on that note, I mean, that's something I wanted to talk about is right. Listen to your body. And I know that's probably the most basic thing. And we've all heard it before. And we're like, what does that mean? But Really, it's always giving you cues, clues. We if need you, to think of like a fun catchphrase I because I feel like like walking became cool because of the hot girl walk. Yeah. Like what if we found like something that's like fun for people, like the hot girl chill? Uh-huh. Okay. Right? I, I know. I love where you're going. Like, I realize that we the, can't just make the hot girl walk the hot girl chill. Right. But like hot girls chew their food like mm-hmm. like and why do we have to be hot all the time like smart girls <laughs> chew their food the smart girl chew like i don't know we can mess girls around with, with good it. energy chew their food yeah like good energy girls chew yes something like that maybe okay, we'll put a that. box up on our instagram after this goes live and see how you all are feeling yes, because please. like we'll put it on a t-shirt like figure out what makes the most sense because honestly i'm sick of like hot girl walks because like i don't Honestly, 50% of the time, I don't look hot on my walk. I look, I live in Austin, Texas. It's a hundred and nine. I know it's like anything. Yeah. Well, physically temperature hot. Yes, but I think anyone's a hot girl, even if you're not at your best. You're right. Maybe I should just like get into a different mindset there. There Thanks for that feedback. I appreciate it. I still want like the smart girl chew though. Okay. We can make it happen. Because smart girls chew their food. Amen. It's cool to be smart. Okay. We're done. (laughs) So, Okay. We talked about sport poured into stomach acid. I know you're all sitting here. Okay, Jenna, what about what do I eat? And diet obviously is critical. The food that you're putting in your body is going to dictate so many things when it comes to how you feel, especially with your digestion. So what you're what you're putting in your body, yes, and the importance of metabolic health and what is the metabolism? It's all the chemical processes um, going on inside of your body that allows you to function normally, right? Okay. I'm not talking about like, oh, I need a fast metabolism to like lose weight. No, that's not what it really means. So the importance of that and why I say that is because it's in my belief and I'm not, don't quote me on this. Don't give me like this scientific study backing thing, but I don't believe people eat enough. Like I don't think we're eating enough and I don't think we're eating right because I think we have been all, and when I say all, I am putting me making a major category, but we have all been trained that food is what makes us fat or not fat instead of fuel to 
support our hormones to yeah. allow for our digestion digestion to work and it sucks and it's like if we start looking at fuel food as fuel i think a lot of things can change yeah and when i say that i mean okay are you eating at least three meals a day and when i say you i'm speaking majority to our audience right women aged 18 to 36 menstruating women are you eating enough? Are you eating at least three meals a day? And are you eating every three to four hours? I would even go on the stretch of saying that we need to be eating within an hour of waking. I think it's like, I want to revisit what you just said about Mm -hmm. we have come to this conclusion that eating a lot of food means we're going to get fat or we're going to gain weight. Right. And I feel like it's probably if we took a blind poll of millions of women, Mm -hmm. the number one fear of eating too much is that you're going to gain weight. Yep. Not that you're going to properly fuel yourself or like overly fuel yourself. Like not that, like, I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of crazy because how sad is it that that's the way that we've been, our minds have been developed and trained to think that instead of being like, wow, I can't wait to eat like a 16 ounce filet. It's like, oh no, I'll do like half of that right? because you know, I, the calories or the fat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because it's still this world of like, all I want to do is be skinny and going back to like what I've talked about, like the, with the body dysmorphia stuff, it's like an active fear. It's like, and, but you prove to yourself, like when you move and you fuel your body, you're actually giving it what it needs to do its job. Exactly. Side note. It's funny because today I saw this TikTok and it was a clip from Zoe 101 and the girls are sitting at this table and there's a piece of chocolate cake in front of one of them. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but basically it was along the lines of, I cannot be eating this. Like I'm trying to watch my figure. And then she passes it on like, Ooh, no, that has too many calories. And then, and this is a clip in Zoe 101, like the right. show we all watched when right. we were 10 years old. And we were learning that mindset. We didn't even really exactly. realize it. Yeah. And I think it was that. And that Zoe 101 is not the only people that are guilty. It's yeah. so many. So first of all, we have to give ourselves a little pat on the back, a little rub, whatever it is, and be like, I, I feel bad for us. Like, yeah. I really do. It sucks. But at the same time, we can now take the burden that we've a lot of us have been through and apply it to, okay, how am I going to change this for myself? And that is looking at food as fuel. That might sound cheesy. I'm not quite sure to you guys, but to me, it's like every day I'm fueling my body to make sure all of the processes in my digestion, my metabolism, my hormones are all working and giving them what they need to function and to thrive every single day. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of this whole picture. I love that. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. I just really want to know. No, no, I I'm so with you. So, okay. In that we got the whole mindset around food, but one thing that you all must do is pairing a protein, carbon, fat with each meal. Okay. Again, that supports your metabolism. That's going to support your body. Protein, carbon, fat. We don't need to. This is not nutrition one on one today, but we'll talk about it more, you know, coming up, um, or just in general. But okay, what does that mean? Okay, for breakfast, blueberries and papaya. Papaya contains enzymes to help you break down your food. I love papaya for digestion. That and pineapple. Those are carbs, okay? Okay, pair that with eggs and turkey bacon. Protein, right? Of course, have a little bit of fat, but that's fine. And then an avocado fat. That is a paired meal. And make sure you're getting enough carbs too. Um, 
that is going to be great and pair that with and include that with each meal something to focus on just making and if you don't know what a protein carbon fat is quick google search they are things that we need for a body they all do have different reasonings as to why we need them we can start posting them on instagram too yep yep and again the timing of eating making sure you're eating every three to four hours making sure you're eating enough food listen to your body see how it makes you feel it's going to look different for all of us we all have different activity levels there's so many reasons why we're all going to eat different amounts of food but start there start there And we can go way more into specifics of what, but we have things coming soon that are going to help you with that. Sneak peek. Foreshadowing? No, sorry. Um, Yeah. And then water, if we want to circle back to the drink a gallon of water, if you're going to drink water, I would add some lemon in there if you can handle that acidic food, as well as a pinch of sea salt. Get those electrolytes, get those that lemon, that citrus. And there are some good electrolyte brands out there. Like Mm -hmm. if you like the flavors or whatever, and there are also some not great ones. And again, Jen and I don't have the money to hire a lawyer at this (laughs) point in time. So I'm not going to go into some of the conversations. I'd love to just expose them because Mm -hmm. quite frankly, we're not in the position for a lawsuit, but you can probably use your imagination. Think about the ones that taste really delicious, are super popular and have a ton of sugar. So just make sure that if you are going to use electrolytes, we put them in our water all the time. Just look for quality brands. And if you want to look for quality brands, check out our Instagram story because we post them. Yes. And I love that. Thank you. Amen. Without getting sued. So right. how about that? <laughs> I think we just broke down some must-dos, right? We talked about lifestyle. We talked about the importance of stomach acid. We talked about your diet, what you need to do, the mindset behind that. Yes, ma'am? No, I was just going to say too. And like also, um, I think a really good example recently is like you're not the um, the skin doctor and you took it upon yourself to clear your acne. Mm-hmm. And what you found is you were overdoing it, Yeah. right? Too many products. Mm-hmm. I was over exfoliating. Over exfoliating. <laughs> Which is typical for me because I probably thought it was like helping me. But that also goes to sometimes you just need to go down to the basics. Yeah. Food, skin. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking a ton of supplements, I mean, there's like so many powders and this and that. And it's like, just be aware because it, maybe start from the very beginning, protein, carb, fat, Yeah, you know, getting your sleep, getting a good mindset, and then add in some of those things. Like for me, the butyrate, I'm not kidding you. It made such a huge difference, right. but we knew what my problem was. We knew that I was having the indigestion after, like it was great. The first thing that I did that made the biggest difference in my gut health was I almost rarely go to restaurants now and I cook my food mm-hmm. and there are simple things like some avocado, mushrooms, chicken and rice. Yeah. And I put some coconut aminos, cook it in coconut aminos and garlic, things that work for my body. Mm-hmm. And I feel fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, the, what Jill was going to make Jill feel fantastic might not make you feel fantastic. I'm so. just saying like it's me cooking plain or not like pl- simple, not plain, simple. delicious, mm-hmm. simple meals at home. That helped me literally more than anything. Yep. Yeah. And again, it's, you may have, may or may not have heard this before, but you can't like out supplement a poor lifestyle or a poor diet. You just can't. And trust me, I was the girl who wanted the probiotic without changing my mindset. 
Yeah. Like I, we have been there and that's exactly why we are telling you these, these, these things right now is because we tried to take the easy way out. We tried the quick fix, but what we realized and why we created a whole brand on this is we recognize that gut health, digestion, feeling good in our body is a forever thing. Like it's never going to end. And therefore you have to lay the foundation. And what is that? Everything we just explained, obviously there could be more, but start taking these steps where we'll never stop talking about this. So you'll always have steps to take, but we'll leave you with that. And one last thing too, I haven't listened to the episode, but I'm really interested in hearing, um, Huberman labs Mm -hmm. recent episode. I love him. He's pretty Mm sciencey. Um, but he does a good job of breaking it down. And he had Dr. Charles Zucker on the biology of taste perception and sugar craving. And why I say that is this is not backed by science. This is literally just my own, um, my own like things that I've noticed about my body is Mm -hmm. the more sugar and the crappier I eat, Mm -hmm. the more I crave sugar and the crappier foods. Yeah. Once I break that habit and I start eating like really whole quality foods, I don't crave the bad stuff. I mean, that kind of is backed by science. (laughs) I'm just saying like, like nothing, right. That's just me. But like, I know all my friends, not all my friends, but I've talked to bunches of my friends about this Mm -hmm. bunches, bunches. Um, and they all say the same thing. Like, it's like when you get into that habit of like having the vanilla latte every single day, you want the vanilla latte. But then I start for me personally, I'll get back to just cold brews with like literally nothing in it. Mm-hmm. And, and at first it tastes so bitter. And then within a week, I'm like, wow, this is like so rich in flavor. So yeah. my point is just like, if it sounds really daunting to just kind of like scale back from my personal experience, the first few days, I'm like, oh my God, I like really want like so-and-so's like whatever meal, like Mm -hmm. something going out. But then after a few meals of me cooking by myself, I'm like, wow, like this tastes so good. And then I'll go out to eat and I'm like, no, like this is not where it's at. And Jill and I, I mean, personally, we eat out about one or two times a week or that's what, you know, in a perfect world, that's what's happening. And we're not saying don't do the things you enjoy, but like If you want to start feeling better, you have to make some changes wherever those lie. And for Jill, it was not eating out as much because she was eating things that weren't making her feel good. And when she started to make it more simple, she started to feel better. So recognize these patterns within yourself. I mean, your body is going to tell you what it likes and what it doesn't. And it's exactly what you just said. So um, I want to end it right here on just one more thing. And I think it's really important. And that is the fact that your body is never against you. It's never, it's, it's never attacking you. It's never not healing. It actually always is healing and always is trying to get back to its normal, natural state. So please stop using like the words that my body hates me or, you know, my body's against me because I'm telling you right now it ain't, it's right here. It's here for you. It's just adapting to the environment that you are putting it in. And therefore, maybe it's showing you all of these symptoms. So again, mindset, the words you say, but your body is never against you. It's actually always for you. You just have to put it in the place of making it feel amazing. So I love it. Cool. Good chatting with you. Thank you. You you too. Have a lovely day <laughs> right? as we hop in our one car together and go Woo! back to the apartment. <laughs> we'll see you, Mr. Doodle. Yay. Love ya. Bye.